We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, your Green Bay Packers podcast, the proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak, and... Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. It's Thursday. It's NFL season. Season. We are kicking things off. In approximately 13 minutes, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Detroit Lions, will be playing the first real NFL season of, game of the season. But for the next hour, maybe hour and a half... We are going to talk to you about the new look Green Bay Packers as they look to kick off their season on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. But first, but first, if you are listening to us in the Bucks feed, the Eurostep uh, feed, thank you for listening to us and giving us a chance. We clearly aren't talking Bucks; we're merely talking Packers. But if you'd like to come over to the Talk of the Tundra podcast feed, press that subscribe button. Maybe press the rate and review button. We'd certainly love it, and thank you for listening and giving us a shot if you haven't already this offseason. With that being said, the Chicago Bears, big offseason for the Bears. They are a whole new team on offense. I shouldn't say whole new, but they are. They made a lot of changes on, on the offense between beefing up the wide receiver room, beefing up, beefing up their line, and in general, looking to become a team that wants to compete for the NFC North. But on Sunday... 
they're going to have a challenge as they face the youth movement, the kids, all of the, 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 the young stars at 1265 Lombardi Avenue in the Green Bay Packers. So, Jordan, do you want to talk a little bit, since we didn't get to do a recap of the Bears offseason this offseason, do we want to talk a little bit about what the new, what the Bears brought in this offseason, what they did in the draft, and things like that? Yes, yes, let's do it, let's do it. Bears, to my recollection, had the most, highest amount of cat space, and boy, did they spend. Spent a lot on defense. Got linebackers like Tremaine Edmonds of formerly of the Buffalo Bills. TJ Edwards, another TE initials, uh, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, if memory serves. Um, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, that was a late offseason addition. Uh, uh, let me refer to my sheets because I'm clearly tripping over my words. Demarcus Walker. Um Andrew Billings, I believe that those are two defensive uh, line uh, reinforcements. Then they obviously make the big uh, move to get DJ Moore, train the first overall pick in this year's draft for the former Carolina Panthers wide receiver. Um, obviously a big weapon for Justin Fields to play with and develop with and kind of a, a savvy move while not pushing all their chips toward the middle. It's a, it, in terms of team building, very interesting, very interesting. But, 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 um, this Bears team is very young. Obviously, a quarterback that has started the last year in year a and half, a, year I would and say. a half, yeah. A lot is expected of him to make a big leap. A lot of people have pegged him to make a big leap. Have the Bears done enough? to really help just fields move along i don't know i don't know who's to say who's to say who is to say remains to be who's seen to say? dj remains moore seen. dj moore uh chase claypool and donald mooney uh the three receivers they have there i think dj moore is going to be a big big help for them um yes i think that'll be for sure something to to watch as the season unfolds but yeah the bears are looking to dethrone the vikings as the rest of the division is from that top NFC North um, spot and win the division for the first time since I would believe. I love you, Smith. No, no, Matt Nagy won it. I yeah. Believe. That, the Mitch Trubisky here. Yeah, I think that's right. So, regardless, if you're going back to the Mitch Trubisky era, probably not Probably not a good thing in, in a discussion about the Chicago Bears. Um, Leo Mack. Right. Oh, I remember that was a that was a tough time. Mm. So, uh and then in the draft they went heavy with uh with line on both sides. They took a offensive tackle, Darnell Wright, uh, Tennessee at ten overall. Um, they traded back um with, to get him, I believe, because they yes. had traded the Panthers had traded up from nine, and that's how the Bears ended up with the ninth pick. And then the Eagles yeah. um traded up one more spot. To get to uh, Jalen Carter, to get Jalen Carter, so he helps out their line, which was abysmal. Certainly TBD if it still is abysmal. And, yes, um, Justin Fields might need to be using his legs as much as he did last year, much to the uh, happiness of fantasy owners. Um, the second round they took uh, 
Gervin Dexter, a defensive lineman from Florida, um, in the second round as well. They took Tyreek Stevenson, a cornerback from Miami. In the third, they took uh, Zach Pickens, a defensive tackle from South Carolina. And then, before it starts to get into the weeds, uh, in the fourth round, they took uh, Roshan Johnson, uh, BJ Bijan Robinson's backup at Texas. So, definitely filling some holes as well. But I think they really did wanted to make a point of filling in that defensive side of the ball because just like uh, the Lions and I guess the Vikings last year, the Bears weren't so good on the defensive side of the ball. Hence why they (laughs) submitted multiple picks for defensive players as well as spent a whole lot on that side of the ball for agency. Yeah, I mean, this is a young team. This is a young nucleus. They They had the worst record in the league Uh by I think a very minuscule amount, but still very worse record. Just fields is obviously a beacon of hope for them, but there wasn't like a lot of, it was why they made the move for chase Claypool and the ensuing reaction of like, Oh, they finally get a wide out. Considering the, I mean, Packers got a long look at the bears that won that week two game last year where they attempted like what? 11 throws or something like that. Something like that. It was a very archaic, offense and yes justin fields as we will get into in this preview is a very gifted runner as a quarterback but he's quarterback so you kind of need that dual threat end of things and you know making that move for dj Moore while enhancing their future flexibility yeah i mean like it they they went all in in some regards in terms of finding that kind of x wide out there's still not this is this is not a complete picture by any means. This is more of a uh, it's not year one because not everybody's on that timeline, but it's certainly um building towards something of trying to kind of long play it. Yeah, you know I mean, we we've seen it with other teams numerous times of just like, you know, it's <laughs> not rags to riches instantly but um i i think the spares team definitely has a ways to go though obviously their defense are getting a lot of uh veteran ready now players um helps them in that regard in towards it in towards being more respectable this year i would say than just getting walled every game last year basically right exactly i don't i don't think there's too many possibilities for them to be in the position they were at the end of the year last year, this year. Like, I don't, I don't think they're, it would be shocking. It'd be shocking for sure to see him spend all that money. Go get DJ Moore, a big weapon for uh, Justin Fields, as well as just see like more chemistry with uh, Chase Claypool and Donald Mooney for them to still be like, what I, I forget what they were last year. Three and 14, three and 14. Like that's pretty tough. They won. They started the year two and one. After three games, they beat Jesus they, they beat the Niners. They lost to Green Bay <laughs> and beat the the Texans. And then they went on a four game losing or a three game losing streak. Their last win of the season was uh, October twenty fourth. They did not win again. So that, that's a tough two two and a half months to be a to be a Bears player and a Bears fan. I just don't think that happens again this year. Frankly, like they made enough improvements to where they should be, um, should be somewhat somewhat decent. Second worst point differential to right behind the Colts. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. So, 
that's the recap of the Bears. No more nice things to be said. Come Sunday, it's ass kicking time. Yeah, bear down. More like you know. More like get down. Get down. We're coming. <laughs> so let's ha- let's look over that injury report for both teams as we begin to talk about the matchup this week. Uh, for the Packers, David Bakhtiari has not practiced since August 31st. Um, this doesn't really come as a surprise. Um, Matt LaFleur said that Bakhtiari is on track to play um, on Sunday and that um, Bakhtiari said the following uh, via uh, Bill Huber of Packer Central. Quote, I'll be real. Every year I play, it takes less and less practice to knock off the rust and then be like, all right, I know a bunch of the other guys who used to play would just hit a point where it's like, just give me a couple walkthroughs, make sure I'm fresh and I can go out there and feel good. As long as I can feel my angles out and all that kind and all of that kind of a, as a quick refresher, that's kind of how I feel about it at that point. At this at this point, my word. Um, so yeah, not not really surprising that a man who had a pretty significant slew of injuries over a couple of years isn't practicing at risk of re-injuring something um, in a walkthrough where those things tend to happen. You just don't have that sort of game. That's sort of similar game speed where you just aren't as focused and, I guess, uh, technical with your movements. And just some of those little weird injuries can happen. So no need for him to, to, to practice. He'll play on Sunday for sure. Highly recommend reading Matt Schneidman's article on uh, in an interview with David Bakhtiari. They talk about this very thing and how he would see guys like Charles Woodson. I forget the other veteran guy that he mentioned was it peppers the, oh chad clifton chad clifton mm, okay packers packers offensive great talk, talk about packers a throwback oh yeah cliffy that's what he called him um i don't like i mentioned that like i know <laughs> um, anyway he uh talks about this very thing of just like how growing it is and at this point it is what it is this is part of bakhtiari's rehab and recovery it's he's not going to go full tilt and whether you know it's new age or harkens <laughs> it makes the old school football snobs just you know shaking their boots um it is what it is i'd rather see david Bakhtiari play on every sunday rather than him getting hurt in practice like he did nearly three years ago because that is exactly what stemmed from everything like that and changed the trajectory of that packer season especially in the championship game, which we will no longer talk about after I'm done with this sentence. That's right. So, yeah, not worried about Bakhtiari, uh, not practicing. He's a, a pro's pro when it comes to these kind of things, so no no worry there. The the worries, should we say, come on the offensive side of the ball at the receiver position. Um, Wednesday, it had come out that Christ, not, neither Christian Watson nor Romeo Dobbs were practicing um I guess, like I said, during practice on Wednesday, um, Christian Watson was on a bike most of practice, and I think uh, Dobbs wasn't. I think he was in the huddles and stuff, looking like looking on, but I don't think he was actually running routes or doing anything like that. So, um, needless to say, in the Packers uh, Packers Pals channel in the GSPN Discord, but as always, go ahead join the GSPN Discord, GSPN yes. info. Um, a little panic, maybe a little more panic from. Uh, one talk of the tundra hosts surely not you jordan surely not not me either um <laughs> uh, just to see that 
starting wide receivers one and two were both sitting out of practice the week before um, their first game. Then on Thursday, Romeo Dobbs ends up being limited in practice doing the walkthroughs. Christian Watson still a DNP. Jordan, are you worried about them playing? Uh, yes, I, I don't. I'm not optimistic that Christian Watson will play. Uh, as I said privately, don't really like the surprise guy with a muscle injury, especially, uh, especially of Christian Watson's uh, frame uh, profile. Like he's a very speedy guy. He's a quick twitch guy. Yeah, that's his his skills recipe. in general are about speed and being able to get up to that speed quickly, which is very important. Hamstring. Very important in that uh, in that process. One hundred percent. So we know that it's it's very different than how Dobbs or how it's been with Romeo Dobbs, where he missed the last preseason game against the Seahawks. He's been out since I believe like late August. It's been like two weeks um, since he's been even on the practice field. Um, the fact that he came back to practice, whether it's walkthrough or even in a limited capacity does show signs of optimism, even if it's cautious optimism. But I would certainly feel better about seeing Romeo Dobbs on the field, knowing that he has practice. Christian Watson is a very different thing and a little bit more uh, very pessimistic, I would say. Should note, Dontavian Wicks returned to practice Wednesday as a limited participant that was upgraded to a full participant Thursday, which does help the wide receiver depth, even if Dontavian Wicks has missed a lot of camp and, you know, is kind of behind, not behind the eight ball, but certainly behind in some regards versus his uh, uh, counterparts. Right. So it's it helps some, but it also isn't exactly the uh, plan that, no one would really want going into week one, especially against, you know, their rival. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that Dobbs plays considering he is limited today. Um, I, I'm nervous about Christian Watson. I don't think he plays either. And frankly, like I, I'm just worried about it, this injury nagging throughout the year. Like I, I, all I want in the whole wide world, Jordan, is for the Packers to walk into Soldier Field and just absolutely hand it to the Chicago Bears. That's what I want. And I want that defense tested, and Christian Watson is a huge part of testing that defense with his ability to stretch the field and just be a playmaker in general. So that's going to be a big thing to watch over the weekend if he does end up playing. I would say I'm probably 85 to 90% sure that the Packers will keep him out with his hamstring injury for the sake of not hope, hoping he doesn't re-injure it yes. further in week one when there's 16 more games to play after that. It is week one. Do not re-aggravate it. Do not make it worse. It is we – want, we all want to see Christian Watson on the field. Yep. That is 100% clear. It's, it's the – it sucks with injuries like this, especially for someone like Christian Watson. But it is part of the game. Yep. And hopefully week two, 
as we go into the rest of the season, we ha- don't have to talk about Christian Watson's hamstring all that much because uh, it has been a recurring problem in his limited or his growing time in Green Bay, I should say. Right, exactly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Um, other notable injuries, Anthony Johnson Jr., the uh, rookie safety, was a full participant so far this week in practice, having been on the sideline with a knee injury. And as you mentioned, um, Dante Van Wicks was a full uh participant in practice and Rashawn Gary coming back from his knee injury was limited in para a limited in practice both Wednesday and Thursday but as mentioned earlier um, in training camp he'll be on a pitch count to start the season so we won't see the full the full bull rush every snap from Rashawn Gary that we saw kind of like last year right away to start the season we'll still see him do it but not the full game to make sure that he, he is ramped up to come back rather than just throwing him in um, pretty quickly in the first game at and, and in full game speed and full game action. So mm-hmm. for the Bears, Bears um, entered this week with um, some big names on their secondary or on their injury report in the secondary. Um, Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson both there with Brisker hampered with a groin injury and um, Eddie Jackson with an ankle issue. Jaquan Brisker notably uh, had some uh, some stuff to say. In the media this week, quote, I am waiting. I am itching. It's Packers week, so I know it's going to be live in the stadium. Fans everywhere, it's going to be loud. People hate Green Bay. I hate Green Bay. I can't wait. They, they didn't get to see me last year. They're going to get to see me this year, though. End quote. I don't know, man. The last time I saw Jaquan Brisker on my timeline was him getting simply cooked by Sammy Watkins. That's all I saw. Of the only good game Sammy Watkins played <laughs> is Green Bay Packer. The only game that I will acknowledge Sammy Watkins played is Green Bay Packer. Right. Exactly. Because he didn't play many of them. Exactly. So, go off, Traquan Brisker. Love the energy. 
uh, risky business, risky business, risky business to be talking that talk after the season they had last year. And, uh, it's coming out hot, but I suppose if you're an athlete, a lot of bears you kind of have to, but the, they, they do be talking. A lot of bears talking. Lots of and chatter. You know, I, it, you know, it raises some external, like maybe that's how people get, get charged up. Oh, it is. It you is. You know why I get charged up? When the scoreboard says Packers 31, Bears 14 <laughs> on, a, on a Sunday. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Packers have won <laughs> their last eight against the Bears. Uh, head coach Matt LaFleur, 8-0 and against the Bears in his tenure. So, got to keep that streak going. If, if Including his first game as a head coach, where was that abysmal Thursday night? Do you remember this game? It was against the Bears. No, I don't. God awful. I don't remember this. I will bring up the score while you vamp. Yeah. Because I believe it was like nine to six. Ew. Um, a couple other bears on the on their injury report. Their new tackle, Nate Davis, they who they signed for three years, thirty million, um, has been sidelined for personal reasons and miss, has missed most of training camp. So that's a big loss to there. It was ten to three. Yuck. Yeah. Ew. Um, Are you ready for some football? <laughs> yeah, that's a big loss to their offensive line. Who uh, they just need to protect Justin Fields. Like, say what you want about Justin Fields' running ability. If your quarterback is scrambling all the time, it's not really the best best offense um, to help with that. Not, though, oh, go ahead. Not great with a a, a new offensive lineman that has not played right or practiced most of the training camp either. Exactly. So. Um, to help with that, though, the Bears did sign our old friend, Mercedes Lewis, um, who is with the Bears now, very sadly. We have no choice but to hate him. That's just a joke. Um, their linebacker, Dylan Cole, has also missed uh, each practice so far, along with, um, I should say along with, and defensive tackle Demarcus Walker, who Jordan talked about earlier, was upgraded from a limited, limited participant to a full participant in practice on Thursday. Jordan. Yes. More media comments. More media comments. Um, Razul Douglas talking about how he wished Aaron Rodgers hates hate that I had to say that. Um, wish he would have played one more year with Green Bay. No, this is Justin J- Jones, I believe. Oh, this is from. It is. I. My apologies. My apologies. Yes. I was. I. I got ahead of myself. This is, oh, this is from earlier in the in the offseason, right? Yeah, just a refresher for all the. I mean, obviously we're courting some Bucks listeners here, but for all the Bucks listeners, and of course our dear, dear and near Totters, Tater Totters out there, this is from Justin Jones. I don't even remember the reason why he was in the media or making. Uh, it was like it was an official press conference. Yeah, I think it was just like a media day. Maybe yeah, maybe it was, right for OTAs or something. No, because it was. I think it was like before. It was. It was recent. Or, it was recent. I, feel like I it was don't know. July. I, you know what? Be- it doesn't between, matter. Between July and now, it's all. It's all a month. It's all a month. Yeah. It's all it just went by so fast. But here's what he had to say over the summer. Quote: I wish Rodgers would have played one more year in Green Bay. Honestly, 
Uh, we went up there and we played a pretty good game. They got away from us at the end, obviously. They won, but their fans are really shitty. <laughs> so I wanted to go up there and I wanted to play him. And I wanted to beat him and I wanted him to be there so he could see it. The fact that he's gone, it's cool. I guess it's better for him not to be there, but I'm ready to take it, take it over. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. We'll see, dog. We shall see. There was a uh, a certain furniture sports account, who I will not name by name, whose whose hosts are uh, a, four, a four-legged furniture, Jordan. This is, this is simple. Possibly a chair. You might sit on an establishment. Oh. Yeah. Uh, whose hosts are Bears fans. And they said that... Um, they, they go, I feel like I'm a little panicky going into week one. And the guy goes, yeah, if we win, if we lose against the the Packers week one, it's the worst loss in Bears history. But if they win, it's Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> so I want the former. I want, I want worst loss in Packers history as Jordan Love walks in and hopefully beats them. I'm optimistic, folks. But I'm, I'm also just really excited for football. Um, <laughs> meanwhile... As I didn't get uh, too far ahead of myself, this is Razul Razul Douglas's comments on the Bears-Packers rivalry. Quote, I just got here in 2021, so that was when the Packers and Bears were already in a rivalry, but I have never lost to the Bears in all my seven years with the Eagles-Packers or Packers. Eagles-Panthers or Packers, so it's not really a rivalry to me. I think more of a rivalry would be back in the day. You've been on the same team for 12 years or something like that, and you've been going back and forth. Maybe that's a rivalry to, rivalry to you, but to me, it's like, I don't really care. I don't have one in the NFL, so it's not hard. I mean, some players might feel that. So, trying to stay calm, cool, and collected in Green Bay, it seems. Not to get too high, but it's also uh, not not that big of a deal to Razul. So, all that being said, the immediate comments are done. The injury report is done. Why don't we get into our scouting report of this game? Sort of things to watch for. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Jordan, why don't you start? You made this wonderful document we're both looking at. Mm. Why don't Why don't you start with with what you think is the thing we should be watching for on Sunday? I am going to go with. The Bears passing outputs. Okay. DJ Moore. Talked about him before. New wideout. Expected to elevate this passing offense for the Bears. Expected to elevate just fields. Expected to elevate everything. There's making a move like the Bears did. Trading out of the first pick creates expectations that they got the wideout of the future or the long term, whatever you want to call it. Um, DJ Moore helps a lot. He's very good. He's obviously played on some Panthers teams that have either middled or obviously have really cycled through a lot of quarterbacks and didn't really find an answer there until that regime uh, burned all down. (laughs) Um, And now, fresh start with the Bears, with Justin Fields. As I said before, I think he helps a lot for them. I also think... Justin Fields has a lot to figure out, and it's a big question as to whether he can do that with DJ Moore alone. Mm -hmm. Chase Claypool um, coming to Chicago, again, was not like a big needle mover, in my opinion. 
Um, I think it really reflected in that, at least in the first right. few games they played there. Yep. But they obviously got tight end help. They got, I mean, they looked to the north, got Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. Um, yeah, as much as it's as much as it is about DJ Moore starting his Bears career off on the right note, it's really about Justin Fields putting things together, doing things that we haven't really seen him do a lot of. Um, if I was looking at his splits correctly, I believe he has three touchdowns and uh, six interceptions in Packers' lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not great. Not great, Bob. Not great, 60, Bob. Yeah, let's go through it right now. Four games against Packers. 61 for 96. So 63.5% of his passes are completed. 722 yards. Three touchdowns. Six interceptions. 70.7 uh, quarterback rating. Pass rating, I should say. Nine sacks. Um, That's not great. Not great. Not great. And as we will get into, this kind of goes hand in hand um, a little bit later. But as much as it is about these the, the new weapons and everything like that, how the Bears are going to protect Justin Fields mm-hmm. is very paramount to this game and obviously to the rest of the season. Right. No, absolutely. I think... The biggest thing is, will we see um, Joel Berry's defense come out better than they did last year against Minnesota? Last year, notably, um, Justin Jefferson absolutely just goes off on the Packers' defense, just torching Jair Jair Alexander and Russell Douglas and the rest of the secondary. Probably each of them equally (laughs) for in route to a couple touchdowns and a whole bunch of yards. So I'm not saying DJ Moore is in Justin Jefferson's um, air as the receiver, but he's among some of the, like the best receivers in the game, probably top 20 ish, top 15 ish. So it's going to be interesting to see how well Jair lines up with them. Assuming that Jair does, I think it's necessary to watch to see if Joel Berry learned his lesson last year in that you just need to stick Jair on the best um, receiver, regardless of where they're lining up on either side of the field. You just have to have that all-pro talent on all-pro talent to make sure you're not getting torched by the player who can kill you the most. So, we'll, we'll see going in, but I fully expect Jair to, to match up with DJ Moore, and I think that would be one of the bigger things to watch during the game is how if he's on him like white on rice, flies on poop, all that stuff. So, Especially considering where the Packers secondary is right now. Yeah. Like that, like I think we we have obviously expressed our reservations, whether it's the cornerback death, obviously Eric Stokes Stokes is um at least missing the first four games. Mm-hmm. We'll see beyond that. But it's Jair, Roswell Douglas, uh Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine, I believe I'm missing another um uh, defensive back. No, I already said all five. Um, and then obviously everything with safeties. Darnell Savage has had it. Brian Gutekunst, I read a Q&A this week. He talked about him having a decent to good camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty with Rudy Ford coming in and starting, even though he's had his moments last year. Under a more experienced or like I guess more complete quarterback, in my opinion, <laughs> Um, 
the the Packers secondary would certainly be exploited, especially in yeah. the back end where yeah. it's safeties, all that stuff. Here's just a little bit different, and obviously there is some um, carryover with the staff that did come from Green Bay to Chicago and have seen a lot of these guys. Like I know we've talked about a lot of the turnover that has happened on the Packers side of things. That's it's mostly been offensive. Like it's not. It's a very different team on that side of the ball. Defensively, it's a little bit different where you know guys' tendencies, you know how they're going to play, even with coaching staff changes and all the talk about wanting to do things differently. I know Kenny Clark talked about like different things that they want to do. Right. How What we expect of Joe Barry is very little. You know what I mean? it's He had a quote today. Let me pull this up. I think you got to find it because I, I saw it as well when you posted the chat and I – didn't want to roll my eyes too hard, but I I think I failed in my my attempt. Courtesy of Matt Schneeman, um, I think if you stay the same, you get passed by. The 2023 Green Bay Packers is going to be completely different than the 2022 Green Bay Packers. There's no doubt. Which is like that's a, a good quote. That is a very good quote. I disagree. It's the messenger that it's a messenger that is saying that that makes me give pause because it's like. Uh, I don't believe Everybody. him. It, it's lip service. It's, yeah, it's exactly. fully lip service. That's, that's why I yes. don't think it's a good quote because I've heard that from so many other coaches for so many years. Like that's not a uncommon thing to say. Like no, it's a, it's a it's an NFL adage. Like is that you, if you stay stale, you just get passed by. It's not something that he's unique in saying. He's just saying. He's he's giving a press conference answer. Is my point. And no, yeah, yeah. I am. I thought he should have been gone last year, and I'm not too excited to see what he's cooked up for this year. It's probably going to be inedible if I'm being quite honest. Um, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. I think this is definitely a good first test for them because historically the Packers have done very poorly in covering the run game. They are among the worst in the last. Like, and they have been the worst week one team for a long time. Like, under Gutekunds. And that yeah. is talking about like teams that went to the conference championship. Yeah. Right. And, but like the the point that I'm alluding to is just that they they aren't good they, they weren't good against the run in previous years, and they got gashed last year in week one. And then was that was that the the, floor, the first game of the floor era when they got embarrassed by the Saints in uh, no was that McCarthy still 2021. So oh so okay. Because that was they were displaced by the hurricane. Right, had to play in Jacksonville. Yes, got the doors lit off. Got them, just the off them. Got the bricks beat off them. It was like thirty-eight yeah. to three. I guess yeah. a bad it Saints was really, team. Really, really bad, really bad. And so I think this is a true test of what they're capable of because they have to go against a running QB, who historically they do very poor with. That would and get into my next point. And they have to overcome the week one um floundering that they've had done in the past so with that what is your next point jordan as we segue so smoothly through the scouting report justin fields on the ground um we hadn't talked about it but their lead rusher the bears lead rusher david montgomery not there anymore Khalil herbert kind of a running back committee Khalil herbert deontay foreman rashawn johnson as you mentioned Travis Homer, I believe. Uh, I don't think former, former, former yeah, former Seahawk. Yeah, very depth piece kind of not someone that 
if you're a fantasy guy and you had a lot of running backs hurt, that's that's, kind of that's who you started. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, me, the guy who started Travis Homer once last year. um that's funny um i would argue their best running back is their quarterback just fields i think Um, right now yeah right now yes and that's no slight to khalil herbert who also guessed the uh the packers (laughs) for like 100 yards last year (laughs) yeah last year um the bears had a combined 335 combined yards on the ground against the Packers in both games. 183 of those yards came from David Montgomery. Just Fields' rushing stats in his three three career games against the Packers, 29 carries, 208 rushing yards, which is 7.12 yards per attempt, and two touchdowns. Only the Lions have allowed more rushing yards against Just Fields in his first two NFL seasons. Wow. Um, yeah, I think... It's really tough because I'm very excited about where the Packers are on the defensive line more than any other position group. And I should say offensive line. I think it's it's in a really good spot, too. Mm-hmm. Both parts of the line. But I really like the depth um, on, the, on the edge, especially. I really am bullish on where the newcomers, or not newcomers, but the rookies and where Devontae Wyatt is going into year two. Yep. There's a lot to like about all the resources and investment that they have put in on that side of the ball. Or those position groups, to be specific. Um, but it's it's this is this is their white whale trying to figure out their run defense. It is it has been abysmal. It can no longer be tolerated. No. It was it was a problem when they had better a better team. Better talent, more proven talent, at least. When you're kind of in this new phase, whatever you want to call it, there has to be a committed effort to fix the things that have long been problems. And the run defense, whether it was Joe Barry, whether it was Mike Penn, whether it was Dom Capers, whether it was Ed Donatel, whether it was like we can go throughout my entire lifetime. <laughs> the, the Packers have had very rare windows where they were this, like, you can't get through here kind of defensive unit in terms of, you know, shutting down running backs. Right. And it's different when we're talking about a quarterback, and it's obviously reflects the new age of the NFL, but a guy like Justin Fields who can make plays happen when things break down, guys are covered, he obviously has better receiver help, so it's a little bit different how he might play now. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to remain the same. He's going to be a threat. Like, you can't – you're going to have a QB spy on him. Quay Walker showed that a lot last year, too. Like, it affects how you go into this week and go into this game and how you – whatever scheme you're, you're dreaming up, Joe Barry, it's going to affect how you do things. And hopefully they learn – they learned this offseason that they can really do things differently and hopefully it, it turns into better results because it can't get much worse. No, it really can't. But, yeah, it's going to be something to watch for sure. I think, like you said, Quay Walker is going to be huge um, this game as that QB spy. And it, it's going to be a problem. Like, it, it's just, it's just going to be a problem until we see that it's not. And 
I'm not going to say I'm going to sit here worried. I just don't like same thing we had with the DJ Moore discussion and the passing discussion. I'm just not confident in Joe Barry being able to, to plan something, even though he's had months to do it for week one. Like, I think you said it perfectly. They need to address the things that are concerns. And if we come out and see that the things that they, that are, that were concerning weren't addressed. I don't even see the point in him being there all season, but notably he is up in the booth now versus on the sideline. So we'll see if that helps them. Like I'd imagine as a defensive coordinator, having that, um, that sort of top down view that Eagles, I, um, that Eagle bird's eye view, the, I guess. The Dom Capers. Yeah. Plays. Just that it, it might help in seeing what's going wrong. Like, I guess that's how I would envision having a better way to look at it. That's a glass we'll half see. full interpretation. It is. I, I'm, I'm not. Or glass half empty where he could be flying around like a bird and just like lay a big shit out of the field. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it gets, that's, where, that's where we're at. Joe Barry, buddy. Like, I don't wish ill upon people, but like, I've I, now that we're this close, I'm just like, you better not fuck things. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, um, shall I move on to uh, to the to the Packers side of the ball? I think I think we've had enough. Um. In general, Bears talk, but yeah. we're worried. We're not about scared him. of him. We're not scared of him. Uh, <laughs> protecting Jordan Love. Jordan Love, pocket passer through and through, had a very clean pocket throughout his entire preseason, um, preseason series, and just in general, ne- didn't take a sack. That was a big, big part of our end of camp preseason talk was that Jordan Love had a clean pocket throughout camp. Was never was never sacked. Um, keeping that pocket clean for him this Sunday, as he might go in without his top two receivers, is going to be very important to make sure as his passes can be as accurate as they need to be to help out those receivers um, who are quite inexperienced. If they don't have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, Packers have um, five catches for eighty-two yards to to their name uh, on offense, with only those catches coming from Samari Toure. They'd be rolling out uh, Toure, Blake Heath, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, and Josiah DeGuar. Josiah DeGuar has some other catches. I should say, yeah, DeGuar definitely had more. But He had more. But There's a receiver core. Right. For the receiving core, it's just Samare. If you're bringing in tight ends, then Josiah has some as well. But it's going to be a young, inexperienced group, and having that pocket as clean as they can for Jordan Love to sit in there and be poised in that pocket would be very, very important. But... As we saw for the entire Rodgers tenure and now this tenure, Packers have a very good offensive line who should be very up to the task of doing that that exact thing. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. 
Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Yes. Um, I think it's, I don't know, it's it's a tough one where there's we are have these jitters, nervous excitement, yep. anxious for the season to start. When it comes time to Jordan Love, and we'll talk more about him probably when we get to another section of the pod. Um, I think for me, I I I hesitate to put any expectations on him in terms of week one because I really think even with where the Bears were at last year, they were the worst team in the league. Blah blah blah. blah. I will give credit to the coaching staff to make for making things hard on the Packers in the few times that they played last year. Yeah. They Matt Eberflus comes; he's a defensive-minded coach. He was a defensive coordinator for a long time. He can drum up schemes, blitzes, things that could really uh, throw Jordan Love off his rhythm, or just make him ineffective. If you know they get home, pass rushers, guys, guys like Yannick and, and Gakwe, he's been around the league for a while. Pretty much his entire career, yep. but I felt like that was a good move for them for what where they're at. They just need something. They had twenty sacks last year as a team. Terrible. It's not great. Terrible. It's that is great. really bad. That's <laughs> that's nearly won a game. Yeah, and there's a lot of plays. Um, at the same time, I really this offensive line, even with David Bakhtiari not practicing, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I yeah. they're really good. They, it, it's going to be the key for Jordan Love to be comfortable to get off, you know, to the kind of good start that we hope to see. Um, week one just might be a little bit different and might, you know, we'll just see how prepared they are for all the, the looks and blitzes and rushes that the Bears are going to drum up because they're going to, they're going to make things uncomfortable for Jordan Love. And it's going to be really interesting to see how he responds to that. Oh, absolutely. I think going back briefly to, um, you're talking about just sort of the the poor play from the Bears defensive line, uh, ranked 31st in pressure pressure rate last year, which goes hand in hand with the lack of sacks that they had. So, but going into the mystery of Week One, um, Jordan Love had to say uh, about this, just about Week One. "Quote: You just got to know it's going to be uh, unscouted looks. There's going to be some things that are new for them this year that they've been practicing that we've never seen before. So you just have to be ready for whatever we talk about at meetings. Just fall." Fall back on your rules. Throw what you see. Trust what you see. But it's definitely going to be some looks you haven't seen before. Like, I think that is going to be the biggest part of this game for Jordan Love. Is, I guess, I guess one of the biggest parts. The biggest part being that he can make throws and be smart with the football. But second is being able to read these new looks on the fly. Because you can practice and practice and practice against stuff that you've seen on tape from years past. But week one, I think, is the biggest thing. Is Maybe that's why they come out flat is that the offense can't properly scheme for things that they haven't seen before. And maybe that's part of the reason they have come out flat in, in years uh, past, but I'd be very encouraged to see if Jordan Lovis comes out and has a day. If he comes out and has a day week one, that's very, very optimistic for the rest of his season. But you said you're not uh, putting expectations on Jordan Love because it is week one and because it is a seven, 18 week season and his first season starting. Like I said, I'm not putting expectations on him either. 
if we could go one and sixteen with this the first week being absolutely kicking the bear's butt in Soldier Field, I'd be disappointed the rest of the season, but I'd be happy for well, I'd be happy very happy for one week. <laughs> That's what Bears fans saw last year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So two wins in the first three games and they went three of fourteen. That is it's crazy. That's very sad. That's crazy. So um we sort of talked about the uncertainty of the wide out position and just sort of a little bit uh just in that segment too, just if they're if they're trotting out Maliki, Samari Toure, and Dontavion Week and Dontavion Wicks, it it just might be a game where you kind of just shrug your shoulders. You say Jaden Reed too? Oh yes, Jaden Reed, my apologies. It might just be a game where you shrug your shoulders and kind of take what's what's given to you. Um hopefully it's not that. Hopefully they have at least Romeo Dobbs. Like I'd be really, really happy if they had Dobbs, Reed, and Luke Musgrave just all kind of splash onto the scene. Because, like, I I think they're going to use Luke Musgrave a lot, dude. Like, the way they used him in the preseason, I think he's going to be a pretty good staple part of this offense pretty quickly. Especially if they're down a couple receivers. What is your alarm level at right now beyond... Just not having, possibly not having Watson and maybe not having Dobbs. My alarm level. Like, yeah. How worried or I guess am confidence I? level. Oh, confidence yes. level? If you're, if, yeah. if we don't have Watson or if we don't have Watson it, and Dobbs. Let's just go Watson because I think that is more likely, more likely. than Dobbs playing. Um, Even if Dobbs is on like a pitch counter or something. I'd give them like a 45% chance to win if. I guess not. Hold on. If it's just not Watson playing like 60%, if both don't play, it drops to like 30, 40. I think if both don't play, I would say like 30. Yeah. But if it's, if Dobbs plays, I think your best case scenario is like 65%. Like that's leaning on Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon to do a whole lot of the offensive work as well as having one of the rookies really come onto the scene and, and shine. Unless they just throw it at Dobbs all, all day long and they beat him that way too. That would have super surprised me, but I would be shocked if that worked, frankly. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. It it, it It's a very interesting scenario that we're in. Because even last year, I mean, Christian Watson played – but they were without Alan Lazar to start the year in that Vikings game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not talking about – it was – it's very similar. Just like it's a very inexperienced wide receiver room. We don't really – it's hard to – we don't have anything to jump off of of what we have seen from guys like Jaden Reed. We have a little bit with Samari Ture. We have, a, a you know, it's a little bit with Josiah DeGuara. But, like, it is – it's a young team, and like I don't know. Yeah, I that's where I, I get really. I'm a little worried going into into it, where it's like you just take away of the big play threat, especially with Watson. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping it works out that way because I want them to win so badly. But I think who they have a receiver for Jordan Love's first game is going to be a, a critical, um, critical point. Yeah. Um, 
we touched on already, but the run game probably going to be more significant if they don't have those receivers to throw to. Um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon will have to be on their game and be special, I think. Um, in 2022, the Packers had 378 total rushing yards against the Bears. Um, and the away game only saw Aaron Jones uh, go 9 for 26 on the day. But he was uh, he had an injury late in the season, so it's not, not too un- or surprising that way. For what it's worth, AJ Dillon, like we've mentioned all offseason, going into a contract year, him coming out and having a big game right away would be huge um, for him this season, as well as just huge for his offense to know that, they yes, they do have that dual threat running back that we had two, three years prior. Yeah, I'm expecting big things from them. They're going to be the linchpin to the offense doing even if it's an ugly win or ugly loss or just just moving the ball, like that that's the biggest thing. Yep. And obviously it's Chicago. It's starting the season's starting to turn. That's weather right. could be really crappy. I don't know. Ooh, what, don't know weather watch? Weather, weather watch. Weather watch. It's Soldier Field too, which is notoriously one of the worst uh kept fields in the NFL. It can't uh, I'm glad we're playing I'm glad we're playing on it right now. It's it's the only going to yes. get worse from here. But even last year, they had the game against the 49ers that was like a literal mud bath. Well, it that's because it rained. That's because it rained. Like I know, but the that happens from time to time. Sunday, seventy four and partly cloudy. Okay, so okay, it should it should be okay. Yeah, it should be okay. Well, unless if a sprinkler system goes off and that field turns into a mud bath, because you never know. You never know. a bunch of mud pies everywhere. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll definitely see. All right, Jordan. It's about that time. Players to watch before we do score predictions. As always, we love score predictions. I will. Do you want to go first, or should I go first for a player to watch? Are we doing Are we doing one of, from each side of the ball, or are we, we doing... Do that. How, how, how do you want to do it? Let's, let's do one from each and side of the ball. And obviously, regardless of team. Uh, yes, we can do one from each side of the ball. I'll go first. Go for it. Jordan Love. You, you dog, you. Well, it, it's, I know, but it, it's, it's expected. It has to be. Um, and I, I will say this. He has made an NFL start before. Circumstances around it were incredibly pertinent to the time that it was happening. Yep. Air Rogers had COVID. Jordan Love was thrust into emergency starter duty four days out from a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so you can't make a, a tougher first start than than that. Right. But this is a clean new slate. It's his first start of the season of as a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I am very excited to see him do what we have seen in flashes during the preseason. See what he did against the Eagles in that very brief cameo last year. I, I read some very good articles from the Ringer. I think it was Stephen Ruiz. Oh, it was such a good article. Go read the very good go article. read the article. It's good. Yeah, we should have a segment this year. I'm proposing this on on the podcast. We should have a segment what we're reading. Okay, we can we can throw that in you there. Like that we can throw that you in like there. That? Things we're reading. Okay. Because we naturally just talk about these things anyway. Anyway, my point about Jordan Love. Um, First, I will start. It's the Bears. 
I know I've poo-pooed this rivalry. It is bears. Sorry. That's like the one bears thing I actually enjoy in life is doing that. <laughs> it is good. Um, it's, it's the rivalry game. It's everything like that. It's it's really what like a dream kind of start of like what you expect to be if you're a Green Bay Packers quarterback playing against the Chicago Bears. As much as this has been a one-sided rivalry my entire life, it's the Bears. Packers. Doesn't matter. Doesn't nothing more needs to be said because it's only going to be said more on the broadcast. But Jordan Love has the keys to to succeed in his first year as a Green Bay Packers starting quarterback. It's not great that he won't have the full complement of his wideouts with him, but I do think the quiet confidence that has certainly been uh, talked about a lot um, throughout camp and preseason, I think he's just ready to lead. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to play, most importantly. And even with you know not being ideal circumstances or not having you know the team at full strength, I think – we are going to go into this game seeing the the future. We're going to see the future. Isn't that what we wanted? That's what we wanted. That's exactly what we wanted all offseason. And we're, we're finally getting it. This new era is beginning. And I couldn't be more excited just to see how it unfolds. Like, regardless of all the circumstances of week one, just the entire season of seeing how he'll perform is very exciting to me. And I think it's going to be quite quite enjoyable frankly like i think this i haven't been this like amped for a for a packer season in like a while because i i think we just it's got different it's a different it's a different feeling it's a really different feeling mm-hmm. so I, i'm i'm excited i think i liken it to ironically the the covid year the 2020 year because that was a really good year it was against the vikings yep and it started off really well. Like it was a really good game. Yeah. But like it, when you have something changed as radically as it has for the Packers and just a different quarterback, as much as again, the importance of that position overrides anything else football related in terms of decisions. Yep. Just having a different person, regardless of whether he's good or not, like it does just create this kind of like, what could happen? Mm -hmm. What is the intrigue? What is, where is it going to go? Right. Did you give your Bears player? I missed it. I like missed no. I only did. I only did Jordan Love. Okay, who's your Bears player? My Bears player. Yep. Ooh. Then, then I'll give both of mine when you're done. I hate to be redundant with the same position. <laughs> no, I get I think it. it. I think it's Justin Fields. That makes sense. I, I think it. I, I I come into this matchup. If there's anything I worry about more, it's about him being able to do damage on the ground. Oh yeah, it, it's it's without a doubt. It's yeah, the it's, it's it's the haunting of Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson all over again. It's same, not even that. Like it's it, the same for me, idea. it goes back to Vic. It goes I, back to Vic of that. Yeah, I'd throw him in there too. But like, I know it's it's been a it's a theme throughout the Packers history. Even like, um, when our, I think they played RG three once or like once or twice during that that run. Yes, and he did yes. it too. Like it's and he, yeah. So it's it. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I, I don't poo poo you for picking both positions and being worried about both. Not worried, but no. And skeptical about I have both. seen, I have seen some film clips 
course, on X of you mean, Justin you mean, Fields. You mean Twitter? Yes. Um, of his preseason reps, and there were some pretty, like, oh, like, garish looking things of just, like, timing his throws and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I I think even without the Bears' O-line be what it is, where it's, I was reading stuff today about, like, they're moving guys around from natural positions, and they're like, yeah, like, we have flexibility on the offensive line. It's like, no, you don't. Like, I know what flexibility on the offensive line looks like. It doesn't look like this. It doesn't look like that. Where you're moving the starting uh, center um, to guard, and Lucas Patrick is going to be the starting center because the original starting center has a hand injury, so they're worried about him snapping the ball. Tough. Yes. Yeah, that's a pretty tough one. That's tough. So even with those circumstances, Justin Fields can still make plays when things are not working to the ideal or not how they drew them up. Right, exactly. And the Packers run defense has been abysmal. That's right. Uh, my two. I'm taking the matchup of the game. Jair Alexander and DJ Moore. The Bears haven't really had a big threat in the uh, receiving game in a while. Probably, I might be glossing over some folks, but I feel like it's Brandon Marshall. Is like oh, without a doubt, probably. I don't think there's another guy that comes. Yeah, that comes even like close to what sort of production he had. Like I think they wanted it to be Allen Robinson, but it wasn't. And it just that's his. He's he's the 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 hope for this team is if he can be a top receiver with Justin Fields, they should have a pretty good path to being decent. And it's up to Jair Alexander to snuff out that fire right away from this from this Bears team. And I like I after watching what happened towards the end of the year last year where Jair proved obviously he, that he could cover all of these all pro receivers. We knew he could, but just understanding that he's up for it every single game made it even more maddening that they didn't do it earlier in the season. So I want to see them do that week one, put Jair up against DJ Moore, press him in the box, and make sure he can't get out of his breaks cleanly. And I think that that's the matchup to watch this game because if Justin Fields can be limited in his pursuit of becoming the first uh, Bears quarterback to throw to throw for 4,000 yards in a season, this it, it can't happen. It can't happen. <laughs> Or it can't start with the Packers, basically. Oh. So that that's how I that's how I see it, and I just want Jair to kind of punch down the optimism the Bears have so far already. Side note: um, This is not in the name of the segment. Had the Packers named their captains yet? Not that I know of, and and honestly, I'm kind of glad for it because I hope the coaches yeah. do it. Hope the coaches do it. Be very interesting. I'd imagine. I'd imagine they do it after practice tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Probably. And again, I'd imagine the coaches do it, knowing how it's been in previous years. It's one. It's one captain per every unit, right? It's one for offense, one for defense, one for yeah. Or, no, I'm wrong. Um. Um. I no. think. I think that's kind of like half how it works. I think you. They have like a certain number of captains. Because I don't think there's just four. I think there's a few of them. Yeah. In case like the quarterback goes down or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, regardless of all that, oh, I got to write down. 
I got to write down my, my things. You had Justin Fields, and I had the matchup. Everyone's favorite segment, because you know they, they mean so much. Score predictions. We're back. We're back, baby. All right. I will go first. I will go first. With my optimism in mind, paired in tandem with my desire to be somewhat even close, looking at actual reality and how little they scored last year, I say the Packers are going to win 24-17. to Solid. Solid answer right there. A tight football game, competitive. You get yours, I will get ours. Who who's the difference maker? Um I should disclose I'm in Bart Winkler's uh pick'em pool. Oh yeah. I waffled I waffled a little bit Wednesday based on the news of Christian Watson and uh Romeo Dobbs up practicing. I went back to the good side. I will say 2417 is really good. I will say Packers. 27, Bears, 17. So I basically just prices right at you. 27 to 14, you said? 27 to 17. 27 to 17, sorry. We're both picking the Packers. Because we got to. I'm not sure what you're wearing. I'm wearing my Packers shirt. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, baby. Go Packers. Go Packers. You got your hat on, though. I do. I do. <laughs> All right, folks. That is it for us. Uh, let us know how you're watching the game in the Discord. GSPN.info. We'll be in there live talking the game um, in the chat. We do that every game for any game, really. If it's Bucks, yeah. Packers, Brewers, Bucks, we're all in there chatting up the game, talking about it. So if you want somewhere to hang out during the game. Not Badgers. Not Badgers. We'll have to wait. Get for out like, of here, Luke Fickle. I'd wait like six more weeks until I believe in that team again. Yeah. I've been been down that road many a time. Yeah, but this happens every any who's will be. Um go join the Discord. Go check out uh Eurostep in the uh Bucks uh feed. I'm trying to see if they had anything recently. I'm not sure if they did. Um I'm almost certain they did not. Nope, the last one and there's a Tai Tai Washington episode. Um so go check that out if you haven't yet. Um Brewers unfortunately lost two or three to the Pirates after dropping two or three um, to the Cubs, so they need to get back on their horse if they're going to end up making the playoffs this season. And then, if I'm not mistaken, um, make time for this. It does have a new episode coming out pretty soon. Um, if you listen to the Cruising for a Bruising, they teased it in that episode. So <laughs> um, be sure to go check out my time for this as well for everything pop culture, um, sort of the junk drawer pod of GSPN. If you would be so kind, we would love it. If you're a new listener, to go check out our page and uh, follow our page on Spotify, on Twitter, at PackersGSPN, and the WatchGSPN um, account on Instagram, where you can find all things Eurostep Podcast Network, including reels, posts, um, things like that. So go check out the TikTok, too. That's also WatchGSPN. Um, same, thing, same, same things posted there. But if you're a TikTok over Instagram Reels person, you can find that content there. So with all that being said... Thank you so much for listening. Go check us out. We'd appreciate it. At Numecazone on Twitter. At Jordan Tresky on Twitter. Um, join us back for the pod on Sunday. 
or it'll probably be yeah monday it'll be in your feeds but regardless join us back for what we are hopefully celebrating as a victory monday so thank you so much guys for listening excited for the new season and jordan thank you thank you